obviously well aware at this point that, that you like to take things one game, in, game at a time. Um, but look, you're, you're about a month and change into the year. Have you had a chance to kind of just sit back and analyse the big picture side of things, the start of 2021 yet? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, we definitely, you know, have a, a mentality of a game to game. But we've, you know, when you look at it, I think we would all say we've put ourselves in position to have more points um, with, with our, our playing. But I also think, you know, where we're at isn't a bad thing at the, uh, early in the year. We're, we're getting points. We're making it tough on an opponents. We're going on the road and getting some results. Um, like anyone else, we would have loved to have gotten a little bit more points at home. That said, I thought we played two very good teams. Um, San Jose game, that one kind of hurts a little bit because I thought it was just a lapse there for, you know, whatever you want to say, four or five minutes. Um, uh, and the Nashville one was just a tough team. Nashville has been tough for every opponent. So I think overall who we've played, a lot of teams that were playoff teams last year, uh, we've held our own and we, we've seen growth on a week-to-week -week from our team. And then I guess kind of along those lines, I, I felt rather bad because last year I hounded you about your team conceding the opening goal <clears> you know, <throat> on too many occasions. This, this year hasn't been the case. You guys have scored you know, most of your, I think 65%, if I'm not mistaken, of the goals thus far have come in the first half. Uh, but you are conceding a few late goals. Uh, is, is that a concern uh, at this point? Or, um, uh, and, uh, have you, have you kind, of, kind of figured out or worked out how to best address that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I wouldn't say concern, but it's learning from those situations. Um, the San Jose one, again, um, late, two that come within five minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Aerial, game, uh, aerial you know, um, goals that, well, w let me put it this way. One across that slotted where we need to be in position with the six. I think I went over this with you guys, and then they get, they get a, a great goal. And then the second one, the... Uh, the uh, the Wando go of just him being in the box, the service comes in, and we didn't even mark him. Um, and I thought then that when we talked about it, we acknowledged it, we worked on it that week leading into Nashville, and I thought against a team that's very good at crossing, a very big, uh, big team, we dealt with it well against Nashville, and that showed growth in the team. Dallas, you know, Dallas, the, the PK, you know, I, I'm a firm believer if you'll, you, it, it ends up evening out at the end of the year. You'll get... You'll get some PKs against, and you'll get some PKs for. Could we have handled that situation better? Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't fault um, our players as far as urgency and eagerness and wanting to, to not allow the opponent um, to score on us. But I think in those moments in the box, there's got to be a little bit of some uh, composure uh, and intelligence. Uh, but I also think the, uh, the field made it a little complicated. Anytime you were trying to close someone down and then stop it was it was tough with the conditions and then the late goal you're right um i think we we should learn from that that shouldn't happen two of our guys whatever happened miscommunication um guy gets through both of us Holling's head in that case we forgot to slide with our strong side center back he gets there a second late so then instead of being a clean block it's a deflection so We'll learn from it, Tom. Um, these, this happens throughout the year. I would be more concerned if it was lack of energy, if it was lack of commitment. Um, I think where we are right now, it's what happens to teams throughout the year, and you continue to just get sharper and sharper and sharper. I think five games is still early in the season. 
where you're finding out what your strongest team is and also roles of players. And, you know, I think about 10 games into the season, 12 games into the season, you'll really start have seen it all. And then now it's about just being better in those situations. That's kind of weird, I, I have to imagine, to, uh, to prepare for Minnesota United uh, this early again in the season. Does it make it... Does it make it easier? Does it make it uh, harder to, to prepare for a team that you played not too long ago? Yeah, maybe a little bit easier. Um, only because you it's it's a little bit fresh. Um, you also you you already have some sort of points that you went over. Um, you definitely have to go over. You can't be lazy and just go off of what you did the first time, because they had two wins um, after that their last two games, um, they changed, they changed some um, personnel on a road game. So we're, you know, we got to be aware of that. They went to Colorado and played a lot of center mids in the midfield um, line, and then they go home and they're playing with true wingers. So we just had to prepare so we can't totally just go off of uh, what happened in the first game. Um, you know, being away at home and away sometimes is different. Um, it, you know, I thought they adjusted from their first Seattle game on the road to what, how they played Colorado was, was different. So we just got to be aware of that. Uh, but also at the same time, there's tendencies that teams, that, that teams um, get a hold of and, and, and tend to do consistently because of the coach and their style of play that they're not going to also lose overnight. So there's going to be some things that we're prepared for and we've seen and we'll see again. But I think there's going to be some new things and potentially personnel as well. I'm going to take an educated guess here. Uh, shortly after the news broke that David Ochoa was going to have to depart town and head to Switzerland for the uh, for the national team, we we saw Zach McMath uh, take over uh, Dusenov's spot in the Monarchs last weekend. Um, so something tells me maybe Zach McMath's in line over Andrew Putner to play this weekend. Either way, I guess I'm I'm just curious how how has Zach uh, handled this season it, it, I have to imagine it, it's been slightly challenging for him to be of his age you know <laughs> potentially entering hopefully for his sake anyway the prime of his career and of course he's he's not getting minutes because David Ochoa is on the same roster that he is H how has he kind of just molded into the footballer that he is uh, so far this season well I, I, I want to talk about all three of our goalies yes Ochoa is gone I, uh, I spoke on this already um, a couple times I'm so happy with the goalkeepers we have right now. Um, David right now is, is the starter for us um, and has been playing well. A lot of it has to do with our goalkeeper coach um, who's done a tremendous job with not only David, with Zach, with putting up. Any, any game we can go with either of those three. They've all been sharp, they've all been working. Their um, attitude has been amazing, very positive. They are professionals. Okay, they are professionals and they are competitive and they all want to play. Uh, but I think we're at, a, we're at a point right now where, where they're all respected and they know that they got to continue to, they, you know, they got to they control the controllables, really. And I say that over and over, but decisions that I make, I can only pick one goalie to start every weekend. Um, but I'm confident and more than confident with all three of them. They're, they're tremendous. The culture they're building right now and the work ethic is amazing. Yesterday they were doing some training with some diving and flying, and it's just amazing to see. So I'm happy with all of them, and I'm sure they're bothered with not starting every game, and that, that, that goes with the gig. 
Uh, but it's just about being honest with them and them continuing to train. And right now, at any given time, whoever steps up, we're fully confident with them because we see it on the day-to-day. -day. All three of our goalies have been very competitive and very good. Um, speaking with you and, and, of course, your players so far this season, it's become rather apparent that the work in the off-season, as it directly <coughs> relates to, to the defensive structure, uh, with the holding midfielders in particular dropping deeper to create less space for opposing <coughs> attackers to, to utilise... Um, uh, how much more from, from that side of things is there that, that you hope come the end of the season to, uh, to be utilising? Uh, is, there, is there more to that? Um, or, or, is it, or is it pretty sound at this point? There's, there's more to it. There's more to it. And I'll, and I'll give you a, an example. Okay, so um, SKC. You place um, SKC and they, they're very rigid in their structure. And that's a good thing. They know where they're going to be. So the example that I'm giving you is they play a pivot and two half-space guys. So in that game, our wingers had to come deeper in to deal with their two attacking midfielders to help in that block because our two pivots were sliding over. So the weak side winger had to come and help. Them. In another game, like um, Minnesota, they play double pivot, and they don't play a 4-3-3. So they have more guys shallow in the build-out. So now our winger had to come in and deal with their double pivot as we're trying to lock him onto one side. So now he's in a higher position as opposed to against SKC, he was in a lower position. So it's just those, those details of the more we see it, because we're still going to have to go in into halftime, like, guys, they're positioning themselves here, we got to do this. So now I think the more the guys see it, it should now just be get to a, a point where, okay, we're, he's – their, their half-space guy on the weak side is here. This is where the winger should be. And um, another, another situation is locking them in on one side. We're still not satisfied that when we get the opponent playing to the sideline, we need to still become better at winning the ball, creating a 2v1 on the ball carrier there. Um, this, this doesn't happen in, in a season. Uh, and I'll give a perfect example of the highest level, Atletico Madrid who's probably one of the best defending teams in, in the world. It didn't happen in a year, didn't happen in two years. It started happening third, fourth, fifth year, right? So it's, it's just getting better and better and better at what we're doing. I'd like to, the wingers get better at when they, when the ball's on the, on the weak side, what's their positioning like based on the opponent. I'd like us to get better at when the ball goes from a center back to an outside back or a winger down to the sideline that we become more consistent in trapping the opponent there for the reason of we don't want them to get out of there, but we also don't want them to swing it back around so we're shifting so much and we can conserve energy. So, yes, there's more layers to it. And the more we, we work with the group and see tendencies and, and also the more and more opponents. And this league is very unique. You think about it, Nashville, KC, San Jose, Dallas, all way different teams, all way different teams that ask us to answer questions differently in moments and still allowed us to do some of the things that we got to do. So there's a lot to go with this and the attacking part of it that will continue to grow and grow and grow. And then I guess on the flip side of that, from, from an attacking standpoint, I guess it doesn't really matter if you're, if you're counter-attacking or if you're trying to build out from, from the back line. Um, something that, that has been rather evident this year is just the, the speed of the ball flicking from, from player to player and, and sideline to sideline. Has that... Um, I guess, how big of an emphasis was that during the off-season? And, and how content are you with, with just the overall tempo and speed of the game that, that your team has been playing with so far? 
it, it was something that we really talked about in the offseason and I'll say the pre-preseason when guys were coming in and they were doing exercise. Um, they made it, they emphasized a lot on a one and two touch soccer. Now that's, who doesn't, right? But, that, and then when we got together in the preseason, we started doing a lot of exercises, especially early on in the training session that we took away the second touch and we did a lot of one touch, one touch, one touch, one touch for that reason. Just, and it can be frustrating for a player because they want to be creative because they want to take a touch and look. Uh, but the whole reasoning behind it was that, to force the speed of play, force the speed of thought, uh, to really look to unbalance the opponent. I thought the SKC game was a perfect example. From the first half to the second half, we sped up the game. Um, and it, it's something, again, that building is a whole lot harder than to destroy. So it's something that the team will get better and better. And you're still see, seeing movements of ours as far as personnel is concerned within the team. So it's, it'll come a point where we really understand each other, uh, the more we play with each other, but also uh, also get more tendency on our style of play as well. And, that, and speed of play is a big part of that. But given the, the way that the game against Minnesota last time ended, uh, one has to assume that Minnesota are going to come into Rio Tinto Stadium uh, uh, rather fiery and fierce and, and potentially aggressive um, from the outset. Is that... Is that something that um, that will be addressed prior to the game, or, or has been addressed, or is that kind of uh, dealing with professionals? That's that's something you already know that they know, and, and you don't have to tell them about. Uh, we talk. We 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 respect the opponent. Uh, Minnesota has has been a very good opponent and had some very good results against us. They're tough. They're a playoff team. Heath is a very good coach. Who's won at all levels and played at the highest level. He has some very good players um, and in his team that are very dangerous, that are very creative, that are very dynamic. Uh, so we're respecting that, and we expect the best. We don't expect them to come in and, and, and let us have a game. Like, no, no chance. We haven't had one easy game this season. This league has really grown into that. It's, it's, it, every game is, is, like a, is like a freaking final. It's so tough. You know, everyone obviously ex expects you to, to win at home and this and that and win on the road. And, yeah, we, we want to win and we play to win. But, man, is it tough. The opponent is – every opponent in this league is very good. Uh, this, this league isn't like it was 10 years ago where, you know, there was some games that you just knew you, you're probably going to win. It's, it's not like that. It's changed so much. So we expect the best Minnesota to come. We expect a team to come that, that has been talking about winning trophies um, and has that mentality already. So we got to be ready to give our best and some. Uh, if we expect to um, get a positive result versus them. But you've, uh, it's not the first time you've talked about, you know, Major League Soccer kind of progressing uh, <laughs> and, and every opponent being, being very good. Uh, just out of curiosity, how many hours of sleep are you averaging? <laughs> when, uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm getting a little bit more, more sleep. I'm starting to, I think, um, understand the, the importance of when there's a little bit of time off, you got to take it. Um, but also, I, I owe a lot of credit to our staff. We've really distributed a lot of the work this year and, and, and distribute our, our scouting reports where we try to give one of the coaches off of, of that duty um, every other week. Um, so, you know, my week was, uh, was this, this, this week on that part where I didn't have to do the scouting report. The, you know, the staff does And then my week will be coming back for the Vancouver. So those little things... Um, have gone a long way where you trust your your staff and 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 that we can some you know when when we have a time off we got to take the time off and I really encourage that because 
um, it is important that you work when the time is there, but also when there's time off, you can't just get, you know, everything involved in there because uh, I think it's almost counterproductive when you try to do too much. The energy's got to be right from you with the guys and, and the everyday training. So it's important that you get rest. Buddy, I appreciate you as always, my friend. Best of luck this weekend. Awesome. Thank you, Tom. Uh, Freddie, if you don't mind, just a quick question, uh, if you don't mind answering in Spanish. Um, what kind of things you expect to see from Minnesota um, and how you feel about the way the team has progressed through five games? Minnesota is a great rival. Que es, es equipo que ha llegado a la Liga el año pasado. Es un equipo que quiere, anda hablando de, de ganando trofeos. Um, es un equipo que tiene un número 10 en Reynoso que te puede cambiar el juego de, en un segundo y marcar la diferencia. Es un equipo que en balón parado es muy agresivo, con gente grande. Y, y nosotros ten, tenemos eso entendido y vamos a intentar de, de ganar un, agarrar un, un resultado positivo para el grupo. Estamos trabajando duro, trabajando bien y pensamos que este fin de semana um, va a estar el grupo listo para, para enfrentar este este juego con buena actitud. Uh, nosotros como grupo me, me ha gustado, me ha gustado desde que arrancó la pretemporada, la actitud, el trabajo, eh, el conjunto del grupo, el, qué positivo y unidos están. Es muy importante que anda aprendiendo cómo trabajar al, en muy, muy fuerte al día al día de este grupo. Y para mí, claro, queremos tener los dos juegos que tuvimos aquí en casa. Uno perdimos, uno empatamos. Nos gustaría tener los nueve puntos en casa, pero es liga difícil. Pero cuando veo los cinco partidos, um, andamos bien, andamos mejorando, andamos aprendiendo, seguimos uh, avanzando el grupo. Y, y lo, lo clave es que necesitar que tener la misma mentalidad del de día al día y concentrarnos en el día al día. No concentrarnos ahorita en cinco meses, el, la liga es el día a día para trabajar, para mejorar. Porque ese trabajo es lo que te va a dar resultados en, en el fin de semana. And then one more question in Spanish. Um, with the announcement that Club America is going to be coming here to play Santos Laguna. I know that's a club you support uh, in Club America. Um, <laughs> what can you say about uh, a team of that stature coming to Salt Lake to play uh, a friendly against Santos Laguna? Very excited. Uh, muy, 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 el grupo todos muy, nos gustaría y decirle gracias a, a los clubes en América y, y, y Santa Laguna que va a venir a nuestro estado, a nuestra ciudad, a jugar un amistoso. Son clubes muy grandes con mucha historia, mucha jerarquía. Uh, América yo soy, uh, es mi favorito equipo de, de México que siempre ha yo um, sido que los apoya en las buenas y las malas, y, pero también Santos Laguna tengo un, un, un parte en mi corazón con ellos porque tuve un, un jugador que entrené cuando estaba joven que jugó con los dos clubes, en el homie Castillo, Edgar Castillo que jugó con Santos, debutó allí en México y luego también hizo el, el brinco a América. So, dos equipos que yo sigo, uh, pero voy a estar uh, apoyando a América en ese partido.